Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on the Mentors Lounge. Today, I have with me a very dear friend and brother in the person of Mr. Afolabi Adetola, the managing partner, the CEO of Cedars Partners. Welcome on board Mentors Lounge, Mr. Adetola. Ah, my brother, thanks. It's, it's nice. It's nice being here. So today on Mentors Land, we're hosting this phenomenal individual. But before we start, I want you to let us meet who is Afolabi Adetola. The Falabi oh, Adetola wow. that I know who. Let us meet <laughs> you today. <laughs> well, <laughs> who is Afolabi? An incurable optimist. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Afolabi Adetola, uh, married. I have, uh, I have a wonderful wife and three lovely boys. I, um, you know, people, you know, a lot of times when people ask me, what do I do? And I said, I'm just trying to solve a need. So I see myself as a problem solver right now. I'm not a, I won't say I'm a businessman. I'm just trying to solve a problem. I think that's, that's, that's what um, drives me. And I'm, I'm from a family of seven. Hmm. I'm the only, I'm the only boy. I have sisters. I'm wow. the second child, you know. And because both of us we were in Ife together. Yeah. We were in engineering. You know, I've done quite a lot in terms of business. I've always known from day one that I always wanted to be. I wanted to cut a teeth as an engineer. I did a few things in banking, investment banking, asset management. Um, and I think in 20, 2007, I won the internship. And I think that was a landmark, or probably a, a, how would I put it? I think it was something that changed the whole thing for me, right? And um, pretty much done quite a whole lot of stuff in the last. 14 years awesome. Thank you very much for that introduction, Afolabi. Now, the truth is this. You did not just become an entrepreneur. Or did you, you did, is there a background in your family? Was somebody a business person? Was somebody an entrepreneur? Or what, what motivated you to go into entrepreneurship? Okay, well, uh, so my, my grandfather uh, used to own one of the biggest record stores in Lagos in his time, you know, uh, Lagos Island. And I remember then my mom, my grandmom also had this massive shop at uh, Oyingo Market. You know, so I used to follow my grandmother and I used to be very fascinated about how people will come, will, will leave our house. I mean, leave my family house then in Shomonu around 5 a.m. You know, and by 6.30, my grandmother is there, we sold fish. Then immediately around 12 noon, my grandmother would go to Ekwe, do the same thing. You know, and I used to just admire this woman to say, you know what, get this kind of energy from, you know. Um, and my father also, um, also at the time worked for an organization. Then he also started his own shop as well. And I think even at the time as well, he used to one of the biggest stationary stores in Abekota. And he used to call uh, Treaty International at that point in time. 
you know, and and so I think that is the background that I had, family perspective. But again, it wasn't also something that really, well, I knew when I went to my mom of blessed memory, I remember when we were feeling jam, said, you know, this boy, you know, Max, you are very good with analysis and math, so go to engineering. So I wanted to study chemical engineering so that I can go and work in the industry. And unfortunately, I didn't get the, I didn't meet the cutoff. So I ended up working in, um, in math and math. And then my, my, my guy there in Ife at that time promised me that, okay, just do fat level one, once you do part one, part two, we'll get you to transfer to uh, a course of your choice in one of that. He said, just ensure that you get first class in part one. So I got, I think I got 4.7 in part one, you know, and hoping that I would be able to cross to better math. And unfortunately, for some reason, before the end of that first year, my mom died. Mm. I lost my mom. You know, so mm. my, my guardian died as well. So there was nobody that could help me. Oh, push it. So, so grudgingly, I had to go and uh, complete a uh, meta part. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, at that point, you know, I, <laughs> I, you know, I used to ask myself that. Okay, so after this piece, where am I going to work now? <laughs> <Do you understand? laughs> Well, so I think I was lucky enough to work in. I did my IT oil company, you know, but I also realized that the demand for that profession wasn't so much, you know. So from part four, I started looking for a way out. Say, what is it that can, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? So I started picking up, you know, financial magazines, financial markets, then I started becoming friends with people in economics and accounting and all of that. See, you know, let me try and, because it seems this better math might not work. And I remember I used to read a lot of all this magazine, this particular magazine, this uh, newspaper, then a pink newspaper. I will go to sports every Monday. I'll pick it up from that man. It's called Financial Standard. And we start reading financial standards. I didn't know something, I didn't know a chart as some of these things. I didn't understand macroeconomic policy, a whole lot of stuff as well. But guess what? I kept at it. You know, then I, I had friends in economics, I had friends in accounting. Sometimes I'll go and meet them and say, What does this mean? And they tell me, What does this mean? You know, they will laugh at me and say, Why? What are you doing? Why do your best and math now? What are you doing with the. And knowing about no, finance so. market and all of that stuff. You know, but that didn't deter me at all because I was just like, but because for me at that point, even though I was just looking for a way out, mm. let me put it that way, I wanted something that I, I, I didn't want the situation because again, at that point, I'd lost my mom. Um, you know, my dad was struggling with his business. So, mm. and I have sisters to take care of. So, for me, I, I, the moment I finished from school, I was getting a job. I was, and you know, it's not just a job, I was getting a, a good paying job. So, mm. you know, so I just wanted to have options and have, uh, you know, um, ways in which I can be able to. So I started doing this whole stuff. You know, then I picked up on investment banking. I mean, I said investment banking was very interesting, you know, and 
as God will have it, I think a band came to school or campus then they said they wanted to be graduate trainees and all of those things. So yeah. I did an exam, you know, and passed and they said, well, guess what? You know, some of the things that I learned in that financial standard, I was thinking of in that financial standard. When we got to Lagos to come and do interview, you know, it made me to stand out. I was number one of all the people that they recruited at that point in time, you know. And that began my journey into finance. Uh, into the finance, you know. So at that point, I knew I was going to go into investment banking. But again, I also knew that, okay, I read engineering, you know, even though I think engineering prepared me for the ground. But I also knew that, you know, for me to be able to, I need to have business school. So I studied for GMAT. I wanted to go to Harvard. I wanted to go to Walton and apply. But unfortunately, I didn't get it, you know. And, you know, um, I got to a, I got a scholarship for a school in Louisiana at that point. As well as my Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. New Orleans. Right. Uh, New Orleans. I was going to go and do my MBA there, you know. So I applied, I got my visa. You know, my brother, the day I was supposed to leave for Louisiana <laughs> was the day Hurricane Katrina happened. Wow. And the whole school was submerged under water. Wow. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, so what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, interesting. So, um, so I started, I said, okay, no, uh, let me start looking for other schools. So I got a job with the asset management company. I registered for CFA. I was winning. Then one day, I just saw an advert. They said, that, do you have all the takes that you want to run a reality show, just the intern, just like what we have with Donald Trump? And I believe price the price is three million naira brand new car. It's like okay. If I get three million naira, if I sell the car, I'll sell the car. <laughs> that way they can go, they can just jump out get out of the country. You know. So I applied, you know, I, I even told my boss at that time, he was like, ah, okay, I applied now. Uh, you have what it takes. I said, no problem. So I did, you know. I got to the boot camp. You know, there were 20 of us, and they were going to select 10 people out of 20. Huh. Unfortunately, I didn't get, I didn't make it at that point. So I said, okay, no, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a problem. Let me, okay. let me move on with my life. So fortunately for me, one of the one of the biggest asset manager management company at that time approached me, you know, and gave me an offer. Huh. You know. And the offer they gave me at that time was four times what I was earning in at my current current place. I called my boss and I said, Oga, this is the offer I have on the table. I want to leave. Ah. He said, if we match this offer, where would that place you? I said, I'm a junior analyst in this organization. If you place me, I'll be the second in command in this organization <laughs> in terms of hierarchy. And let's go. You cannot afford it. Let me just ah. Let me go. Said, okay, no problem. So he said, no problem. Let's. Uh, it's okay. No, no problem. Put in your resignation letter. So I put in my resignation letter. Then uh, I sent in my application. I accepted the offer at the asset management company. So they said they were yeah. waiting for me. 
there was no there was already room preparing my visa. I was supposed to go to Switzerland to go and be training in Switzerland. So I was like, life is good, though. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and all of that, that is, the internship didn't work. So let me just move on with my with my life. Mm-hmm. So the, my last working days supposedly in that organization. Mm. Um, I just got the I just saw the the chairman of the company. One of the biggest, I won't mention the name of the man. Yeah. He's the MD of one of the biggest banks. He's the chairman of that subsidiary. He walked into our office. He said, Young man, I understand you are giving us. I said, Yes, sir. He said, Do you know me? I said, Well, I'm meeting you for the first time, but I've seen you in pictures mm-hmm. that I know. He said, What's my name? I mentioned his name. He said, Do you know how long I've been in banking? I said, How long? He said, This is my 35th year, year in banking. He said, How old are you? At that time, I said, I was just 27. <laughs> so he said, before they born, you have to bring banking. That was what he was trying to yes. get across. So I said, yes, sir. He said, he's going to do one thing that he has never done in his banking career. He said, he wants to match the offer. What? <laughs> and he was, that was the reason why he came. Chairman of the world. He came. He came the old chairman. Yeah, I was a junior analyst, just probably number. I look at it. You know, I said, I've given these people my word that you are coming to. I'm coming to do and join them. They were already waiting. There was a major project. They were the one that was going to delay it all day. So this was a major project for them. So I was part of that team. I was supposed to help in conceptualizing. They were standing that thing. Yeah. You know? So I said, which kind lies in this world? This is a big feast. You know. So what I now did was so I went to guy, I never consulted. But you know, one thing that worked was the fact that my MD at that time gave mm-hmm. me my first break in finance. Mm. At that time, I was just a green on from university that, that yeah. I knew nothing about But he threw me into it and he supported me all the way. So, to that extent, I felt indebted to him. Yeah, lawyer. And he said something to me. He said, You know what? He said, Yeah, you become, se- he said, You've been my second in command. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, what's it called? In that place, you are going to prove yourself. You know, you're a boy, boy, you'll be three, you know. So he said, the angel you know, it's rather than the, the, the devil you know, it's rather than the angel that you don't know. So, anyway, I accepted the offer. So, now to deal with those people, they called me all sort of names. They know they were, they abused me. The head of HR was so livid. He was, she was, she was so livid. Everybody called me that, you know, this was a good opportunity. This house. And truly speaking, really, it was a good opportunity because one was the fact that a lot of the people that have worked in that organization ended up going to an Harvard Business School for their program. So I had already planned my way that that was where I was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even more about the money, it was more of the exposure and the name that that gives to me. Well, you know. So I eventually we got past that. So now for this my current employer to not pay me, so they, they have to bandit my promotion. Oh, so they need to pay me my differential. To pay my differential, 
while they do the story, story like a chairman is not around, this and that. Like, what is all that? Rubbish? So, on a Friday, I was going to, we were, I was going to come. My girlfriend, now happens to be my wife, then. We were going to, I just got a phone call to say I should come to Hotel Hotel. That Tadio, we don't want to see me. What is it? Anyway, I said, we got there. So they were about to start the internship. Okay. And one person had pulled out. So they only had nine people. Wow. So they now I said, okay, the top three people that didn't make it during that didn't make it during the boot camp. Let's bring them back. So as part of the way to also do the show, they now said, okay, it is the other nine people contestants that will choose the 10th person to go into the house. Wow. So they called the three of us, you know, and it was so diverse. So they got there, we got there, they said, we need to prepare and all of that. Well, you know, and they told me, the mind of them started asking us questions, and they started debating. But guess what, my brother? <laughs> interesting. This is, this is interesting. They have all the nine people unanimously chosen. Wow. The entire nine people chose. All the nine decided the that nine, you are the one. They are the one. But guess what? They all chose me for various reasons. Some of them said, ah, this one, his face is too small. Yeah, he's too, he's too soft. After a while, we can knock his head and use him and dunk him along the way. You know, it doesn't look. It doesn't look whatever. It's intelligent. We can use him, but doesn't he doesn't have the confidence? You know, everybody just underrated because you know if eventually all of them knew I was going to that shit, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. You know, but it was also a good thing because one was that if the producers had just dumped me on them, they would have said that they had big They had planned it. Stage managed. So it was the entire nine contestants that chose me to win that show. That is how you so, entered the intern. So that's how I entered the intention, right? Wow. So I never had another issue. I had to go back to my boss now. That you say, just... I want to go on the intention. <laughs> I said, the boy, I just said, no, wait, wait. You are not even serious. You're not even serious, boy. Oh, you know, so. And you've just matched your offer. So and you now going to tell them that you are going for internship? No, no, no. But I said, okay, I have 20, I have 30 days. Working leave. So I told my boss, I said, I want to go on leave. Then I, okay, go on leave, no problem. So I was I just applied for my leave. So my thinking was that let me go on internship. At least before my leave finish, I will be chopped out. I will be yes. And they will, they, they will have evicted me or not. Yes. You know? So I think it was the second episode of the show that we did. So we the so the first show was the was five guys, five ladies. Yeah, yeah. So I was the end of the first of the guys group. Then another. So we competed, and the guys team won. So we actually we actually beat one person, right? So there remains nine of us. Yeah. So what they now did was I did not say the end of the winning team will be the supervisor wow. for that particular task. And that I'm immune, so I will be evicted no matter what happens. So it was now four that was now competing against each other. So four guys, four ladies, yeah. but I was the only, I was a supervisor for that thing. Now, what was the task? 
Her PhD was in sponsors yes. of the intention. So they said we should raise two depositaries accounts for my PhD. So they gave me car or gave me official car. You know, just between the lives. So yes. we marketing bank me. But guess what happened? <laughs> my chairman watched that particular episode. <laughs> Wow. I was sacked. They said it was my sack letter that they my resignation. So they were going to announce they were they were ready to they, they, they actually the chairman called my ND and said this boy must be sacked. Wow. That is an ingrate, everything they've done, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know to go and meet. Wow. Wow. I to go and meet producer, Tadio uh, Gino. Say, Uncle T, this is what is happening. Oh. Hey, the job that I have, this one, <laughs> I want to leave this the one is known. I want to leave the note for the unknown. This is, wow. this is my life. You know? Wow. So he, he gave me the grace to meet my MD. I went to go meet my MD. I begged him. The guy walked me up. He said, Look at how you are doing with all these things. I said, There is nothing you allow it. He said, As I'm just looking at you, it's more I'm putting your resignation that I won't take it. Because if you terminate your appointment, you won't get any job anywhere. Mm. That singular decision made me made up my mind that I would never work for anybody in my life. Mm. That was it. I made up that my mind. That was when you decided. I made up my mind. I wasn't going to work for anybody. So, before mm. then, you know, before then, I, I, I remember what Uncle Tadio did not told me. I can't forget that day. He said, For Labi, he said, You don't understand the power of TV. He said, oh. If you understand the power of TV, TV. television. He said, if you understand the power of television, you won't take it for granted. He said, there are homes, there are families, there are houses today that you would not be able to get into physically, but they are watching you on TV. He said, don't lose that platform. Don't lose it. Use it to express yourself. Use it to promote yourself. Mm. That's what he told me at that time. Because I was really down. I was getting, at that time, as Because that was your second episode. That was second episode. The person going to 10 or 13. 13. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, I don't know that. Do you get it? And just lost your job. Just lost my job. And I'm not talking this in this was 2007. 2007, just about five years yes. after school. Yeah. 2007. And my salary at that time was eight million naira a year. So it wasn't small money. Oh, I, I was getting eight million naira. The job that they were going to entry level job they were going to give a bank each the other time was three million naira. So how can I it, it yeah. sense, really? You know, but you know, I just told myself, I said, okay, what is the worst that can happen? This is the one. I wasn't married at that time. I said, mm. okay, what do I know how to do well? Mm. Well, I'm very good with research. Mm. At that time, stock market was booming. So I said, okay, maybe I'll start. I'll start going from stop broken friends to get I'll be helping their rights, etc. I already I was already, I was already doing that. I said I can intensify. I said okay. So I looked at my assets. I said okay, I have a laptop. So 
you have a house, I have a house, right? So I can use my house as my office and be working from there. I register a web. So I already started looking at various plans while in mm. the house. You know. mm. But at that point in time, it was almost like if that didn't if I didn't win that show, I would have lost out. Mm. I mean, I would have lost out completely. You know, but again, the rest is history. I want to yeah. show. Yeah. And, you know, after winning the show, I remember, I'll tell you two, two things that happened to me while after I won that show. One was, I just got a phone call from one of the staff of bank. I didn't take the offer at that time. I didn't take it. Yeah. I, because I made up my mind, I was going. I wasn't You're not going to work for anybody again. It was too. It was too traumatic for me to go through that experience again. I said I wasn't going to work for anybody. You know, so I set up with a friend and all of that. So one day, one of the staff just called me and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "That somebody wants to see you. The director, one of the, the one of the directors wants to see you." Okay, no problem. It was in October. I was getting married in December, so I carried my girlfriend. I said, let's go my fiancé. Like, let's go and see this man. On a Sunday night, then I go to the man's house. Ah, is it the way these people were treating me like superstar? Ah, we won. The wife was so happy. She hugged me. I followed me. You don't understand. I was rooting for you. I was praying for you. I'm so happy you won. <laughs> and you got myself. I'm Nowhere. <laughs> anyway, we ate, they gave us food, we ate. So the man said I should come, took me to his personal study upstairs. Mm. Then what am I doing right now? I said, well, I'm, I'm doing investment advice for you and I'm managing portfolio. He said, yeah. He said, if I give you my portfolio, you can manage it. I said, yes. Then I can manage it. And this guy wrote me a check. And, eh? The check he wrote me, my target, where I was coming from, it was five times my target where wow. I was sat. Meanwhile, I didn't even tell you the story. When I won the internship, guess the first person that called me? The chairman. My MD called me. Yeah. <laughs> he called me. He said, will I come back? I, I said, okay. I will only come back on one condition. <laughs> he said, what's the condition? I said, if your position is available, I said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know, I said, no, I said, sir, no, I didn't tell him that, but in my mind, I was like, that's the only reason why I can't go back. He called back. He called me back. He wanted to take me back. I said, no, it's not even good for employees' morale, right? You, somebody was supposed to go, and everybody knew the story. Yes. He called me back again. I said, no, mm-hmm. let me go, let me go and do my thing. So, and he might give us a check. Okay. He gave me a check. So, what I felt I had lost out, you know, even the, my cabal, at that time, that's my, my portfolio that I was yeah. in. I know they set targets for you that you can't meet, right? That's yes. Like, yeah, that's target. But I now had three times that amount. Do you understand? I had wow. that three amount. The other one was about four years after I was in London. After London. internship. After, after internship. Inter- yeah, I got to London. I was coming out of Heathrow into the train station. 
And somebody just shouted my name. I followed me. London, I don't know in London. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, that's how this couple came home. I said, the husband said, I followed I said, yes, sir. He said, you don't know me. I said, he said, yes, I know. He said, I watched the intern. I watched the intern. He said, there was a particular task that you did. He said, that is where I got my inspiration to start my business from. Wow. He said, I have four different car washes after because of that experience of the intern. He wow. said, me and my family were in London for holiday. He said, wow. please, I will beg you. I will need you to follow me to my house. If I wow. tell my wife that, that I, I saw you, you, she won't be eh? She won't forgive me. Wow. That's how I followed this woman, this man to London. To his house. When I got there, you see, four years after, four years after, you know? So, you know, that has been, again, mm. the journey. This is that, interesting. Um, we, lost money. we lost money, we gained money, you know, and you know, um, and you know, that, that, that's, that was that was coming. Mm. This is really, really, really straight from the horse's mouth. Mm. Um, I mean, I have not heard it in this dimension before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um. <laughs> I followed the intern very well. I, I participated, I mean, when the program was going on that in that year. And there are so many things that are now popping in my mind that we need to ask you. Having gone through that process that time, right? How did you now create CEDARS? You first of all, you, you know, you know, you know when, when you when you are. Harry, you need to pay. You need to pay for all these excuses that you are getting. Because you know, you know, this is this is a twist of faith, and the reason why the reason why I want you to share it with us is because um, an average person will be shattered completely. Number one, it's as what happened to you is losing two things at the same time. Yeah, you lost the offer because the chairman said you should come over. That I will match the offer, yeah. and you were just going for <laughs> maybe out in, and somebody came and said that come and join this thing, and you now lost the offer that matched <laughs> the offer that you lost. Exactly, that is enough to shatter anybody, especially <clears throat> a young man who is just trying to settle down. So. You are now able to, I mean, take the lessons from uh, Uncle Tade Ogidon. Yeah. And you went all in for that 12 weeks or 13 weeks of intern show. Mm -hmm. That created impression in the life of some people. Absolutely. And that has, that's led to the, I mean, the meeting that you have with that director and mm -hmm. uh, the one that you had with the man in, 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 in uh, the UK question I want to ask is now, after going through all this, how did you now put the structure to see that? All right. Looks as if I'm in the right company. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the first, that company that I set up is not see that today. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know? Um, so first of all, I did, when I won the money to the thing, I wanted to give you a uh, I want the car. No, no. They say, oh, I have seen one. So I decided not to go for my AB career any longer. Right? So we formed the company with my friend. Yeah. And by the time then, I was 28. Mm-hmm. And by at the end of our one year anniversary, we already managing assets of over three million. So at age already have what? We already have, we are managing assets for people, investors, people, and all of that, close to three billion naira. Three billion. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so we, and we make money. We make money in the stock market. Hello, Afu. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. I'm here. Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, we are back now. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, we're, we're managing that. You know, we made money. You know, then of course the stock market crash started. You know, mm. and lost our shares. Yeah. I lost everything. I lost everything. Not only did I lose everything, I was not going to. So, yes, it was wow. chasing me up. There was one investor that told me, he said, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was really bad. It was really bad. And, you know, um, it was a very, very traumatic experience. It took me almost four and a half years to get out of that. Even right now, I'm still, I'm still struggling to come out of that. Four and a half years. Oh yes, we're we're lots of money, right? Lots of money. A lot of people that gave us their money. You know, relationships were were broken. People were particularly not happy. No one. So, but what was the lesson I learned from that? I learned one lesson, and I made up my mind also. I said I will never be a business. First, two reasons. First of all, I will never guarantee anybody returns on anything. Because I realized that even my own life is not guaranteed. I, I can't guarantee it. So, Larry, if you come to me today, today I will give me one million. I will give you one million dollars. How much? I can only tell you that I have an expectation. Mm. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you, Afo. I can only tell you that I have an expectation. Yeah. But, but I'll guarantee you that, oh, now your one million dollars will become two million dollars tomorrow. Huh? I won't do that kind of business anymore. Oh. Yeah, but people say banks do it. Yeah, but banks are, you have a okay. large capital base that they yes. lost. Right? But if I don't have, so unless I have 10 million dollars somewhere, right? Where. Yeah. If the one million dollars is not coming now, I can use the two million dollars and continue to trade my business. That's the only way, right? So and so I made up my mind. I was I said, if I'm going to do any business, if I'm going to do any investment, that be a business that I am in control. You understand? From day one, I knew what is happening there. Never do a business where. I'm a minority shareholder. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Right? And the other thing I learned was that 
So I decided that, okay, let me not do this thing. Let me start doing advisory work. So Larry has $1 million. Mr. B needs $1 million. I will bring Mr. B and Larry together. And say, Larry, this is $1 million. You have $1 million. Mr. B requires $1 million. If you put your money in, Mr. B, right, this is what he's likely to go to over a period of time. If you like it, you have done your due diligence, you are happy with it. You say, okay, yes, I'm ready to go. And I'll say, okay, my own arrangement fee for it is $10,000. I collect my $10,000 and I move away. That problems, right? So that if it doesn't now work, you can't come and meet me and say, the only thing that you do is that maybe next time I can now we have a opportunity one be you cannot tell me no 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 the last one you gave me I didn't I'm still I made I lost money but you will never come and hold me and use police to chase me all around Lagos yeah. or anything I I took your money and I promised you that I was going to give you a return and I didn't give you any return <clears throat> so that was how we started seeing that nice one. I get to it. Yeah. You know? And, and we started it, you know, uh, bit by bit. But it was coming up and all of that itself. You know, and that's that that was the story behind the movie. And like I said to you, even our transition to date, there's no business to be that if we are investing in that. We don't have to be the we don't have to be own everything, but we are sure that we are in control. But guess Lots. what? There's an investment now today that I've done, that we've done as well. So when I resign me, it's we, right? yeah. people in the office, yeah. that we've done, that we are minority shareholders. Yeah? And of all the investments that we've done in the last less than two years, that has also been our biggest regret. Wow. Why? Because I went against the tenants yeah. of the business that have decided for day one. Are you getting it? I guess. So in that business, we own 70%, right? And we are struggling with it right now. Right? You say you own how many percent? 30. Okay. Now you are not and the owner and the and the majority shareholder owns 70%. Right? Mm. But that business is struggling today because the majority shareholder is looking at it from We are looking at it from another person. Mm. And if, if I have to look back right now, I realize that I allowed certain to cloud my judgment. Because number mm. one is I shouldn't have done that business. From day one that I've already been there's no other business that we do that we may want to make majority. Ah, if it's not majority, we walk away. Mm. And not because we just want to we don't do that. We're not doing it because we want to we want control. to uh, not because you want to control. Uh, take everybody out. But see, we can minimize the risk. Are you getting it? Yeah. The problems when when you're investing in the business, the problem doesn't start overnight. Right? There are things that you have seen along the way that the only people that will be happy is people that are looking at those books from day one. Absolutely. Are you getting it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I remember we did the transaction. There was there was and what what, what led to that was some of the inter past experiences. I remember there was a fact behind figures. I won't mention the name of that bank. Yeah. It came in analyst presentation, fantastic. Just to find out that you know, they were the ones selling, the owners were the ones selling their shares. Wow. Wow. They were the ones selling their shares. So they sold the shares at 18 naira or thereabouts. I can't can forget. And when the shares go back to 3 naira, obviously they started buying it. So they made money. But because they knew they had information. But we they are just based on their projection. So what do I now go and tell the investor that they are putting money in that kind of Okay. Okay. This is this is really, really interesting. Now, this has been a a journey of different paths left right but standing and learning like fail on this one you move you fail you move you fail you move if you are to tell your 25 year old if you are to tell 25 year old of yourself to go through this path again what would be like three things or five things that you say, hey, guy, I know I went through this battle, but I think this is the best route. If you were to advise your 25-year-old, because from what you said, everything started around 27 or thereabout. But having a plane, I mean, knowledge, foresight, that would be like at 25, you're able to see, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. All right, let me navigate. Like, what will you say? <laughs> can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear you. The first thing I'll tell my, my younger self, Jack, get out of this country. Eh? Said, get out of this country. No, let me rewind that one. Yeah. I'll tell you, get out of this country. <laughs> Please, can you rewind it? People are going to hear this one. I just said, get out. Honestly, I said, get out of this country. The first that thing, was the, get out. That's that number one. Yes. That's 25. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Because, see, remember what I told you. Remember what I said to you. My whole plan was to go and study for an MBA. Yeah. I felt an MBA would give me the opportunity to work in a Goldman Sachs, in a JP Morgan. That was my yeah. plan. Yeah. You get to it. Yeah. And at that point, I would have been able to learn the core rudiments of investment banking. I probably would have even made money for myself. Yeah. Enough money. Then if I want to come back to Nigeria, I'm coming back to Nigeria from a position of power. I know I've learned and all of that. That's the truth. Really. From a position of power. Yes. Yeah. When I mean position of power, maybe a position of strength. Because no, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Right? What you're saying is quite similar to yeah. this African uh, or Yoruba program that says that see, <clears throat> that is if you don't have what it takes 
to challenge yeah, the status quo. You don't come yes. and challenge it. Exactly. So, so it, it, you are very much in order. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So that would be the first thing I was saying. Get out of this country. Second is, you know what? Um, you know, if <laughs> maybe it's just best to just become a vice president in the Goldman Sachs, retire. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm honestly, honestly, wow. you know, and you know. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because, especially yeah. with the fact that you have, you have this running. Why would you advise your 25 year old, 25 year old self? Why would you say these two things? My brother, my brother, this thing, see me. You know, forget about the time. Yeah? Forget about all this. Packaging. <laughs> <laughs> the the emotional emotional roller coaster, the trauma of the system, you know, of the system that you live. Yeah, of the system that you live that that does not reward that does not reward entrepreneurs. What it does is that it punishes the thinker. That's what the system does. Okay. Okay. Let me now take this thing like I mean holistically now. Now, if you were to say the environment, if the environment were right, will you tell your 25-year-old to be in that environment with all the things that you are able to do? Let's say you are to be, if you are to give an example, like for example, I mean, you've built this, I mean, this sellers partners, you you are now diversified, which I'm coming to now. You have a diversified portfolio, right? If you are to have the opportunity of doing this in another environment, which environment would you say it is? And you say that, okay, if I were to be in this environment, I think I would have done better than even what people are saying now. You know, I don't, uh, we are in the environment, right? Mm. In this journey of entrepreneurship, even if you have the best of environments, right? Mm. It's a very lonely journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, and people that have gone in treat, everybody will tell you how they they've gone broke, they've gone bankrupt, and all of that. Stuff. So I'm not sure whether even being in another environment, maybe it, it will make things easy, right? You know, mm-hmm. and go down, come the up tomorrow, and all of that. But even the journey of entrepreneurship anywhere in the world is a very tedious, lonely. Uh, right? Who believe? Don't think that everybody will buy into your idea. Yeah. Because if they sign, then why would they join? Then they rather not do it on their own. So you need to also understand that. So uh, maybe this, maybe what I would tell myself is And 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 I'm not saying don't get me wrong. Where I am today, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, right? I had the best lawyer. Okay. Now, anyway, 
good. Now, there is something I want to find out, right? Um, you've been able to build uh, CEDAS partners to a level where you are now diversifying into the health sector of Nigeria, uh, yeah. managing a portfolio of hospitals and, uh, and um, multi-service clinics. What yeah. prompted this? Because that is a sector that looks as if people are not really looking at that area. But if if you ask a typical Nigerian, they'll say that, how, how are you coping with your health? Ah, you say that it is in the hand of God. Everything is uh, in the hand of God. But the truth of the matter is that if anybody, if anybody <laughs> breaks down today or to have any challenge, I mean, you, you have a situation where the old um, number one citizen is uh, having, a, I mean, healthcare outside the country. So what informed your interest to diversify into this sector? Okay. Um, I think it was a personal experience. Uh, right. One, and I'll tell you about how, how. So my engagement in healthcare started in 2008. Oh. 2008, 2009, about 12 years ago. Um, my wife just gave birth, and a friend of mine, I was their best friend, you know, um, the man called me and said, oh, probably so my wife had a baby, they came for our naming, then two days after, she was right, and they got to us, which was one big hospital in Nigeria, Lagos. And the husband called me and said, oh, congratulations, so happy. I was like, okay, don't worry that on my way home, I will drop by in the, in the, in the hospital. Yeah. And I will meet them. My brother, I go to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, it was this lady's corpse. Wow. Wow. They said she developed complications and they were moving her from one location to the other. There was traffic, she died in the place. Wow. You know? And, hmm. you know, Larry, that was, that was an experience that up to now, every time I remember it, it something that I still don't get. Even years, the girl, the young girl that the China they are right now. Mm. And you know what? You know what just crossed in my mind? What is it? That was just all your that sister. Was... Yes. That childbirth that in some countries people don't even go to hospitals. It's from the outside they come and do this. Yeah. How? You know, and you know that that was the turning point. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so you know that thing really, really shook me. You know, it shook me first of all because it was very close to home, but it also shook me because of the fact that um, this was somebody that it could have been my sister, it could have been my cousin, it could have been my wife. Yeah, and it was a death that up to now I still say, you know, again, it's not to blame God, it's not to. Question by not God, but I think it was something that was Yeah. And it, it made me realize that there were quite a lot of 
back. Some people have lost families, lost yeah. loved ones, not necessarily because that person's time was there. So I said to myself, if we have put so much money in, in uh, stock market, can't we also do this healthy? No, let me start doing this. And all of that. And I remember my first, I wrote, when I was going to write proposals, so I started doing financial Oh. And that the first time I started, we wrote 126 proposals. 126 proposals. Different healthcare organizations saying, We can do this for you, we can do this for you, we can have a package to business plan. Now, brother, there was only one company I wrote back to, one that acknowledged that. One company. One company out of 126? Yes. One wow. company. Interesting. So I started working with them. I did the job with up to now. They haven't paid me my fees up to now. I did the job for them for six months in college when I and then so we did that. Then I You know how it is when you just remain dogged and remain. And you know, there's just a way where God believes if God says this is how you He brings people, He brings happiness upon you. Mm. You started getting clients, uh, right? Steady clients. Name some of the biggest hospitals in Nigeria today. Yeah. So, and I can safely tell you that when it comes to healthcare investment banking in Nigeria today, very first to be recognized. I don't want to say we are the, we are the biggest, don't let me use that word. Yeah. But we are first to be recognized. Yeah. You know, and see this healthcare thing, I'm an engineer, I read engineering, but I know yeah. it. I know it. Honestly, I'm, I'm passionate about it. Mm. So, we started as advisory. And boom, COVID happens last year. And, mm. and I think for us, that was also our biggest break. Mm. Because at that time, all of a sudden, you know how everybody now just realized that healthcare is was an issue. People were now more open. So we made like we made it as well as fact, when companies were downsizing, we were actually upsizing. And so I think COVID gave us a big break. Mm. I think gave us maybe that confidence to say let's go the path. Awesome. 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 And we we got into investing now. Out of frustration, you got into investing out of frustration. It was frustrated. I was frustrated. I was frustrated because I was telling my clients, 
But was almost like I was knocking my head against the wall. They didn't understand. They were, you know. And even for the people that understood it, they were not just hungry enough to get into it. So, I registered the company in 2017. Yes. 2017, yes. I registered the company in 2017. To do this thing, I was going to do it. I got into a JV with one hospital that was dead. The children were trying to be served. So, it's like I got some of my parties in medicine that in the Doctors lost hands. Yeah. You know, well, you know, Larry, something wasn't right. The deal it was the right time. We signed the agreement, but we just couldn't get it. And I trust me, you know, if I had done it at that time, I would have made, I would have made, I would have lost, I would have made losses. Mm. And maybe that I would have actually. Destroying my motivation to grind. To that go into it. But we had that company ready, right? So in 2020, you know, with the money we made, so we said, you know, why don't we start even, why don't we start a, a private equity fund for people to invest in healthcare? Yeah. No, with that is with COVID, let's try and do that. I'm sorry, nothing on people's doors, my brother. You know, nothing, nothing. You know, a lot of people first was that they didn't understand the entry. That's yeah. You know, for us, we were first time from what was our pain? We were talking to the international organizations and they were asking, oh, by the way, have you invested in healthcare before? Mm. So we had to go back to the door and say to us, it's before we can raise what I call the big one. Yeah. And all of that. We need to also prove that and not just being it theoretically. So we need to roll up our sleeves and begin to do that. And one day, a friend of mine just sent me a sponsored post. He said, they want to sell this hospital. I said, look at it. I said, I know the hospital. Because it was one of the hospitals that I had sent one of my customers find, buy this hospital, expand it. I remember that I did a memo to my customer, my client, up to the land in their hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so we, we pretty much, uh, so when I saw it, I said, I'm not a doctor. You know, remember what I told you about? Yes. Even though I'm in control of it, but the clinical aspect, how do you control How do you control it? Yeah. So, um, well, my friend was just, she was so persistent. Was like maybe advising from maybe you can do this thing. Yeah, I was like, I think then I was out of it. We had made an investment in diagnostic, an investment in So I think at that point, we, everybody was maybe confident about what we can do at that point. But yeah. 
Don't foreclose it. So I told them, I said, okay, go and do it. Go and look at the building. And they came back, everybody was like, first of all, the office was, the office is in Yaba. Okay. So from Yaba to Aditi, I said, let everyone go. They got stuck in traffic, spent over three hours. They came back and they told me, they said, they love it. We should do it. <laughs> you know, you do it. We have to do this. Yeah. You know? So we started the conversation. And I'll tell you that it's probably one of the easiest transactions I've ever had. Very easy. And that's also to me also that it's timing also. Timing, yeah. It was one of the easiest conversations. We started a conversation in November. We engaged our lawyers just a week before Christmas. And by the first week in January 2024, sealed. Sealed. And so I told man, this is the thing, this is what I want to offer. We started, we had, you know, I didn't, I only met him after that meeting with the man. Okay. Because I knew the facility, so I knew what to look out for. And we, so midway, just before, during Christmas, I started having apps again. I said, no, I don't want us to do this. I said, I said if, then we, we got some doctors, and some part of the consult. They said they don't like my face. And there's a patient in Tiak. And they say, okay, because I'm not doing the game. So yeah, come on, come and do your patient. You know? So I had my doubt. But my wife told me one thing. Mm. Interesting, my wife is a risk. She's not a risk. She's risk averse. She's risk averse. See me, yeah. There's no risk. Risk taker. Hello. My wife will not take it. Mm-hmm. My wife told me one day, for the first time, she said, Can we go and see that fast? I took her on Sunday. I took her on Sunday. I went to the hospital. I said, Yes, it's good. So, it is anything. I was going to write to the man to say, sorry, sorry, oh, we wasted You are not doing again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but let me be doing address you work. I have small business. Let me just be doing that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to work. Just, you know. She just woke me up in the middle of the night. Said, do I know that anybody... He said, do I know that healthcare is very dear to God? That's where I was. Wow. Then anybody that can solve healthcare will be working, will be said, you know how that person eats. Says so for now, we don't lose this. Wow. Wow. No problem. Since my pastor, Mrs. Albert, spoke about 
has already said here is how it you know I would do and we did and even the circumstances of how the money came about my brother you see different composition you know, I was expecting money we were supposed to close that deal on the 31st of December 2020 because that man started his practice January 1st Oh. January 1st, 1981 was when he started his past practice. So it was going to be officially 40 years old that he started that practice. So he said, on it was on that day, he wants to just hand over. Hand over. Like retire. Mm. So, but the money we were expecting, it didn't come. So on New Year's Day, I just called him and I was New Year's. I said, sir, New Year was Friday. It was New Year. January 1st was Friday. I said we are coming to the Andover, January 8th. Ah, he said, this is the best news he has heard this year. <laughs> that this is a good thing. My friend explained me. My brother, take over me, you. <laughs> wow. Take over me, me. And you didn't have the money at the time you were telling your brother. That's not my No. I mean, I was eight days away. It was here, yeah, seven days away. So, so we started. So, after the so second official day, so I told my lawyers, everybody had get, everybody's ready. You know, and um, you know, I wasn't sure in that man. So this was ten times that I was going to call my man Josiah and have me. My dad said, so I now spoke to one of my bankers. He said, okay, they will be able to do something for me. They will be able to do something like maybe mid or January that I know people are just coming back. They need to get approvals. Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. This is I'll give you remember that I will give this man posted a check. That even though we'll sign no, but we won't take over until the money comes in. But at yeah. least this so I called the lawyer, his own lawyer, and said, Sir, this is the opinion. Is there no problem? We should go. So, but I wasn't too sure when the boss up and all of that. So the day. We're going. I just walked, it was a Friday, so I just walked by normal cafeteria. And my friend was like, ah, you should wear to that. I said, no, no. I don't know whether they would excuse me from that place. So <laughs> don't let me win. He said, would you even invite me? I said, no, hey, don't come. You know, if they have to dismiss me, let them, let them dismiss me. Excuse me alone. I don't want you to be part of that conversation. You know, so we got there. Then the bank manager called me and said, I should tell my team that I should come. I said, I can't come that these people are waiting. He said, okay. So I sent my bank my key. I said, don't be there. Let's see whatever documentation. So we started giving them all the documentation. He said they still need it. You know? So we got to the venue of the Andover, my brother. When I got there, I saw the man and his wife sitting. He had they committed the whole hospital. Wow. Larry, I thought about no money. 
<laughs> I told back. You can't afford to go and disgrace this man, no? I told back. I said, God, look at the boss. The man that I has prayed for you. I just turned back. I started praying. I said, God. You know, this video said, just go ahead. They have done the place, cooked food. You know, the, you could see the man expectant that, you know, what this means. So we started the preliminaries. We started, you know, just as we were about to sign, I just saw my heart. Money has entered. Boom. Wow. Wow. At that point, you know, I knew that this is God. This is God. There's no, there's no way. There's no other way. There's no story. At the point of signing, just the money me. came in. So, and just immediately, you know what? Even I saw the first alarm. I don't have the confidence. Maybe I agree there. Maybe I agree there. So yeah, let's take picture. You understand? And. By the end of that day, they were credited, they got their money. So mm. it wasn't even a question of being mad. You know? And all along that line, Barry, mm. all along, throughout, up to now that I'm speaking. Yeah. They are not taking one naira from any outsider, from anybody outside, any investor, not one naira. Mm. But God has shown Himself through all. Mm. Have we encountered challenges? Serious ones. Serious. Massive ones. But I can tell you that, you know, even me, myself, I don't know how we mm. We have three hospitals, we have a clinic, we have two, two, one All between January 8th and today. No. 4th August. Eight months. Sorry. It's not even eight months. That's that's seven, seven months. months. You know, what 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 I say in this video? Right? Yes. All the experiences of my intended, my surgeon, my experience with um Losing money, a yeah. whole lot of things is not coming to play right now. Mm. And it was almost like those experiences were preparing me. Preparatory. Sometimes you lose hope. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I still feel maybe the last few days I feel like no, we can just shut this down. And I'm not something else with my life. But you know. That, that, that was, that was, you know, I, awesome. as one of my colleagues in the office, you know what they call me, Dr. Paditola? They call me, they call me a doctor. <laughs> you know, I said, well, I'm not a doctor. Right? But, see, you know, okay, are you back? Go ahead. Hello? Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, this is no longer, right, because, you know, I have, I have seen God move. I've seen His move regarding this transitioning from 
spend banking, a whole lot now to, see, to help. Help investment. You know, they have brought in people that have helped us to do You know, I was talking to my wife yesterday and she was saying, you know, I looked at her and I was still saying, well, as in she's totally sold out. She was like, I said, we need to take it. She said, what are we taking this? We are going out. We are going out. We are pushing it. <laughs> I was like, this is the woman that would not allow me to take unnecessary risks. But that, that has been, you know, that's been understood. This, this, is, this, is really, this is really explosive. Maybe I'll just take one or two more questions and that'll, that'll be it for today because we're taking your time. This is, um, this is an explosive exposition from the horses' bow. Um, now, going forward, right? Going forward, can we say that there is an invisible ruler that channels or directs the path of one? That it, it now sends, it sends people along your way, especially at the critical junctions. Like, for example, when you wanted to do the, take the decision about the hospital uh, investment, it was the word from your wife that sealed it. Um, you, 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 in when you wanted to, when you needed the the intern training experience, it was Uncle Tadi that came in that time mm -hmm. and gave you the the leeway. When you needed um, the opportunity to learn investment back and it was that your director that even though he called you after that brought you into that space now yes. so so for me now i, I see that it's as if the way god works with people is that it gives you different bits of the puzzle prepare yeah. with this puzzle prepare this prepare this puzzle because there is still something ahead that that puzzle you need to get this part because this part yeah. is needed in this place Absolutely. I, yeah, I agree. See, and even for me right now, I can still tell you that even my own life has still unfolded. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't know what it is that I'm doing right now that maybe it's also preparing me for something much higher. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Absolutely. But but, but, but clearly, you know, the God rules in Mine has been a story of original grace. Hmm. And God has, you know, God has, you know, even when, you know, God doesn't need to come and talk to me. Either. Yeah, yeah, of course. You either use signs, you either use people. And that's basically what I had. Yeah, yeah. And there is that invisible. Much as I would know to realize the place of God, my phone. My phone. you cannot, you can't, for me personally, that's yeah. God only. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what is a typical day of Falabi? <laughs> <laughs> Managing this portfolio now. <laughs> you are into. You are into 
uh, medical insurance, you are into healthcare, you are into advanced. Yeah. I mean, you have several uh, several caps that is that you are wearing. What's your typical day like? How do you <laughs> how do you manage? <laughs> so I think I'm spending eighty to ninety percent of my time now on healthcare. So mm. right now, um, interestingly, my wife also has twins. In a lot of work. So right now I focus more on strategy, capital raising, right. basically uh, yeah, ideation because some of these things are still, still need these ideations. Yeah. You know, so a typical day for me, I don't have a typical. I'm trying to, I'm trying to even look at it because it really depends. Right? But one thing that I'll say that is definite along the line is that no matter what I do every day, you know that I'm, I'm looking at healthcare. And so today, this afternoon, this morning, I sat down with my team. We had a session. We are starting a retail pharmacy. And we are just looking at the business page and it down. So it's going to be a few. And I have to see my bank house. And one of our clinics, right? And you know, so that's that's it. tomorrow we have meetings but but in a nutshell, what I do is more overall. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the big picture, you know. Um, right. so. I'm not particularly involved in the day to day running of small things, I've been able to have people. That there. Uh, yeah. So my so my last question to you this this um evening is this. Everyone says that the healthcare system in Nigeria is not the top, is not the best. That is medical tourism to India and everything like that. If you are to be the health minister of Nigeria, what will be the thing you will do to change the narrative? Because sometimes I ask myself that if we could have regional hospitals that are world-class, right? In every region in Nigeria. Can't we change the narrative of having capital flight of healthcare costs to countries like India and the likes and have domiciled in Nigeria these facilities? Because I was, I was discussing with somebody the other day, I said that, what will it cost us to have a world-class hospital and bring the professionals in, pay them the cost, let our own medical personnel understudy them. They will grow over four or five years and you will have had a pool of people who can actually handle all these things. So if you are to be the health minister, based on your experience now, how do you think we can change the narrative of this healthcare system providing healthcare in Nigeria? Please, I want you to be very, very loud on this thing because this one is, this one is like a policy. This one is not something, it's, it's not coming from somebody who's just talking. Yeah, because this is a place we have created value. And so your voice is, it matters. Yeah, yes. very, very simple. So I want you to be very, what I mean, say it as it says here now. The comments to the president of Nigeria. And send it and 
They should what? They should put a law. Yeah. yeah. That no politician, including the president, yeah, eh, would ever seek treatment outside of Nigeria again. That's all. Mm. How do you how do you build confidence in your system when the number one citizen is going outside of Nigeria? Right. Every other thing would follow. Will follow. It will. It will unravel itself. That's the solution. That's all. That's all. The day, must... the day we do that, it will change. Awesome. Awesome. I really want to thank you, Afo, for this time this has been an explosive life <laughs> life experience i mean i i thank you so much for your time uh thank i know you. that thank i know that madame will be waiting for for our food to come and take dinner now because this is uh madame has given up on me but it's okay <laughs> right so thank you, thank you so much fantastic what you're doing here it's good and um, I hope uh, I hope this will inspire people. Not only just maybe not in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, not to give up. And even when we even when if, if you look at it, the little even little successes we have, we should celebrate. Yeah. And thank God for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much, Afo. Thank you. I really appreciate you. you. God Go bless on. you. You too. Do well have done. a nice evening. You too. Bye for now. Cheers. Yeah. Bye.